Good morning, Raja. Good morning, Mom. How you feeling? I'm okay. How are you? Feeling pretty good. It's cold outside. It is. It just started sleeting. What did you tell the people we talked about last episode? Social media changing your life. Yes, we talked about how social media can be good and bad, how it can keep us connected with our family member and friends that are, you know, across the map. But we also talked about some of the negatives and drawbacks to like things like body dysmorphia, how it can be used in sex trafficking, all kinds of other ways. We didn't do too much of a deep dive, but we definitely can revisit the topic in future episodes. I'm Angela the mom. I'm Raja the daughter. And this, this is, is Talking Brown Sugar. Sugar Cubes, a.k.a. The News, where we put a little sugar in your cup. My story today is live in Death Valley. It's coming from a YouTuber, a man named Mr. Richards. He was talking to two families who were devastated by the Paradise Fire in California, which happened on November the 8th, um, 2018, and talking about the aftermath how they're living in Death Valley where they had to relocate, and they're living in a tent. So they have like a little tent city in this um, area of Death Valley. Uh, And they was given their experience on what happened uh, with the fire. Most of the families and some of the people that was living in Paradise um, area in California, they didn't realize the fire was going on. They didn't get any alerts. No TV alerts, no evacuation alerts. Most of them found out from neighbors or coming outside, smelling smoke, seeing the fires burning within the wood, which was coming from inside of wood. And, you know, most of the time that is not how a fire started. Some of the people were coming home 40 miles, 20 miles, realizing their homes were on fire. So they knew they had to evacuate. But the funny thing about it, like I say again, they didn't get any alerts, no fire systems, nothing was going on until they had com- conversations amongst neighbors. So a lot of people were coming home seeing gray mush, not like just total ashes as you're coming home and you're seeing your home on fire. So then they checked into more devastation than ever, seeing cars and glass that was melted 2000 Degrees Now, for something to melt like that, that's a different kind of fire. Then they talked about the HEART program, which is ran by scientists. And sometimes they say you can um, try to change the stratosphere or the atmosphere to stimulate the waves which that we have. Because we have electrons in our, in our bodies. So they figured that this was a man-made fire. But they didn't want to discuss that. And they was also looking at a reconstruction area that's in their site, which is not far from the Paradise location, which is in Sitco. They said they're making new homes and clearing out before the fire started. And my point of it is, how would you feel when you'll be, no one is telling you that there's a fire going on and you come back and it's closed down? From up until January the 8th, 2019, nobody is even even trying to talk about it. 
They had FEMA help, which helped a little bit, but that was not even enough. And they, they found out the land that their homes was on, it's a possibility there is gold on this land. So they're not speaking and saying it's an inside job, but they're speculations. And my heart goes out to the families that, that don't have no money. You know, the government is not really helping. And it's almost like no one else is talking about it. It's almost like Flint, Michigan. Nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah, it's crazy that they had a fire that severe, and I didn't really hear or see anything about it on the news. I mean, we see different stories pop up here and there about the different fires that are going on in California in the area, but not in detail um, and how it could affect us because I know over there, you know, they're having quality issues with their air quality and that can affect us too because you know the currents and wind will transport things in different toxins and things that are going back in the air but it's just crazy how uh, we haven't been able to get these under control and they're, they're just different fires um, happening so they could be using the larger fires that have been going and blazing as a cover for what they were trying to do in the area my thoughts the same. Now I'm going on to my next little topic, which is kind of funny. This comes from Marvel and DC Comics. So we know how Stanley has always just kept the different characters going on. But I did a little shout out to the different ones, like Black Panther, Catwoman, Eartha Kitt, and Halle Berry. So we have Cyborg. We have the Black Lightning crew which I was impressed that they have a show out now. And we have the Green Lantern that comes from the DC um, Comics and the new Spider-Man with Mike Miles Morales. I haven't seen it yet, but I plan to go see it. We have the Black Falcon, um, Storm, which, you know, she creates all this here weather and control. And we have the Black Manus, which, you know, that's Aquaman's arch enemy. Then we have War Machine, and guess whose sidekick that is? That's Iron Man's best friend. And then we have the Human Torch. They don't talk too much about him. He comes from the Fantastic Four. But my thing of it is, we all have a little superhero in us. So right now, looking at all this devastation of the world, who plays a superhero in your life? Oh, are you posing that question to me? Yes, I am. Um, I don't think I have one right now. Um, it's good to have those movies that we do have them coming out um, as an inspiration, especially for the young kids of color, especially little black kids growing up where they could have the world of Wakanda. They can have Miles Morales, who is Afro-Latina, who speaks um, Spanish, Spanglish, and English, but just having those different cultures mixed and having your culture represented on the big screen in ways that aren't just about slavery or the same tropes we always see when we have casts um, of color or just casts with, you know, more people of color than we're used to seeing. Um, it's good that we can start seeing this as a normal thing. I've watched a couple of um, Black Lightning episodes and the show's pretty good. Um and I do plan to see into the Spider Verse. I've heard good good reviews about it. Me too. I want to see the Spider Verse. I think it's nice how they got the different characters in there, and they're just representing. 
And I was just throwing this out there, let people know we are uh, a force to be reckoned with. And Stanley still has unlocked, and the Disney company which took over a lot of his um, comp marketing programs. Um, there's still a whole lot of unlocked characters. So I'm looking forward to seeing what's out there. So stay tuned to it. Yes. Um. So in the news world, I saw an interested piece from Vice in their broadly section. So their broadly um, section, a part of Vice, is where they have different um, series. And this series is about getting out of bed stories. So all things related to um, rest and resilience. Um, and one story they pulled is from the Power Naps collection. It's going to be a series of um, artworks and different stories, but talking about um, getting rest and relaxation and just healing through those things for black people. And one of the pieces focuses on um, reparations for black people should include rest. And I thought this was an interesting piece because they were um, really trying to focus on how basically in even now um it says as we um the piece of this issue is called um the black power naps magazine and they created it as a collaboration with brawley artists um niv acosta and fanny sosa which aims to interrogate racial equity and promote rest and healing among black people and it says what happens to a dream defers a dream deferred does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore axe links and hughes in the haunting lines of his poem harlem written nearly 70 years ago hughes words remain just as relevant as ever and they pulled this line because you're talking about rest and dreaming and how because we're in a constant state of having to deal with racism we're essentially sleep deprived and I felt this is something I resonate with because I often feel sleep deprived dealing with the you know daily repercussions of racism these are things that are dating back to the systems we have in place but also just the daily new occurrences we have as far as you know different kill cop killings and crimes that you can see on YouTube or anywhere or you know repeated on TV um and I know that's why people have turned to different places on where they get news and things because you can't really control what you see, but you also want to stay informed. But, you know, you don't want to keep seeing black bodies slown or slain across the uh, screen um, and just the different things we've seen. But um, one of the things they pointed out is that numerous studies, some of which have found that black Americans are five times more likely than white Americans to get less than six hours of sleep per night and are more likely than white Americans to feel sleepy during the day and on an average get an hour less sleep per night than white Americans. And I know as I've gotten older, I've tried to prioritize sleep. I love a good nap, but, um, you know, when you're hustling, trying to get the bag, um, you're fighting against generational wealth gaps and just, you know, just trying to get ahead and also dealing with racism on a day-to-day -day basis, whether it be microaggressions or just flat out, you know, dealing with a racist. Um, I find myself yawning throughout the day, um, even when I do feel like I've gotten sleep or I 
you know, get my four to five hours. <laughs> it's supposed to be six to eight, but you get four to five hours, and you still have to go to work. You got to eat. You got to get up and do the push through. But um, it's I was just thinking that this piece, um, you all should check it out, read into it further. But um, I think reparations could be um, sleep should be added to the list. And just what I was thinking, too, like, what would reparations, what would you add to your reparations list? What would you also want to see on the list other than the updated version of the 40 acres and a mule? Wow. Relaxation always comes to my mind when it's time to get a nap. You have to relax your mind, too. But like you said, sometimes it's hard to focus and get comfy because your mind is not shut down. But this is a good piece. I'm going to check into it more myself. And I was asking, what would you add to the list of reparations? So, you know, they say 40 acres and a mule. Um, if we were to account for inflation and when they, you know, what that would equal to today, that would probably be a house because you might not be able to get the acres, but a house and rent for a couple of years or the property taxes paid for a couple of years. Um, and a car or some kind of transportation. But what else would you add to the reparations list? Because they're suggesting rest should be on the list of reparations. So what else would you add? What else would I add? Mm. Oh, some free taxes on some of the paychecks every other month. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, in addition to adding rest to 40 acre mules, um, would you say the taxes? Um... I would say some positions of leadership, not just they would be handed over, but, you know, we have people of quality who are capable, um, but just adding some people, some spaces to, um, like, different councils and different organizations and things like that to be of a guidance and things like that. But, yes, check out that piece. It's entitled Reparations for Black People Should Include Rest. It's on Broadly um, on the Vice website. Also, um, still on the stream of um, financial literacy and things like that, um, Tiffany the Budgetista Alice helped to create a new Jersey, a new New Jersey um, law mandating financial literacy education. So, um, I don't know if you all have seen her, but she's on Facebook, uh, just started following her, but she definitely gives out great advice and she has been for a couple of years now. Um, this year she's challenging people, um, with, she has a free education course that she does each year. And this year she's focusing on home ownership. So helping, um, people get tips and things on how they can, Put themselves in a better position to purchase a home, but um, Tiffany, the Benicia, she works worked with a couple, two other um, council women to get this law passed. And what basically it does, it's going to mandate that all middle schoolers in New Jersey have to receive lessons on everything from credit and in, and investing starting um, 2019. And their reasoning behind it was that millennials are increasingly um, going into adulthood not knowing little to nothing 
um, about finances and end up making decisions that cost them in the long run. So in teaching our kids early about, you know, the importance of managing their money, making sound financial decisions, um, we can prevent them from making costly mistakes that will set them on the right financial path. Um, I just think it's an amazing way to get involved in um help the future um because I know sometimes we think we might not be able to change today but those kind of steps will help with today moving forward because that can um just start a trend amongst schools throughout the country to start preparing our youth um to have better financial literacy it always um it never made sense to me that a lot of my peers and I would constantly say we would prefer to have more um, information or, you know, just more like somebody to teach us or give us hints about, you know, things we we knew we would have to deal with getting older, like paying taxes, how to get a car, um, how to buy a house, how to vote, different things like that. But, you know, we have people taking a home ex class which is um, teaching them how to cook, which is a good skill. You should know how to cook and feed yourself. Um, or, you know, you see the people with the fake babies and things like that. That's a different form of, um, could be kind of a form of birth control for people if they got the message. But I think it could have been better if we had a couple of courses on how to get a credit card. Should, when should you get a credit card? What's the difference between good and bad credit? How do you build credit? Different things like that. And I do want to give a shout out to my high school civics and economics teacher who um, took a few moment, moments one day to just talk to the class um, because he knew we were all, I think we were seniors or juniors. We were getting ready to um, apply for college. And he made a note to mention that um, when we were of age to go to college or were in college, we would receive um, offers for credit cards. And he warned us not to apply for those credit cards until we had a full understanding about them. He also talked about um, briefly the loans and different types of loans we could have to um, pay for college and things like that. And I just remember when I got to college, I definitely received um, offers for credit cards in the mail. And I just remember him telling us, (laughs) <laughs> don't apply for a credit card if you don't know how to use it. And I just threw them in the trash, broke them up, threw them in the trash. But also, um, I made sure when I was um, filling out my FAFSA and different things like that, that I knew what kind of loans I was getting into. And now I'm free of student loans. I just finished paying those off um, finally at the end of last year. So as of right now, I am student debt, loan free, all of that. Um, woo but yes, um, definitely, uh, if you aren't, if you have kids or siblings, younger siblings, or you yourself need to find, you know, more information about, uh, just general financial literacy for yourself, you can check out Tiffany the Budgetista on Facebook, or just, um, do a quick Google search. There are, a lot of different um, bank opportunities. Banks have um, kids' accounts and different um, pamphlets and uh, material material you can read to figure out how you can get started and help the young ones or yourself um, become more financial literate uh, moving forward because nobody uh, really is going to sit down with you on that unless you ask. 
so you even go to your bank and sit down with a financial advisor made that appointment today so you can start saving better making real money moves if you have a business or know someone that owns a business email us at talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com with the subject line business feature to be included for upcoming sweet deeds. Now let's move into our main topic of today. What you got for us, Mom? We're going to talk about the shutdown. What shutdown? The government shutdown. What's going on now? Yeah, how long has it been? 22 days and counting. Did you know that we just broke a record for the longest one? The last one um, record holder was during the Clinton administration. Yes. That, and right now, we are just really getting ridiculous with it. I think it's a more for the number one person that's trying to hold his seat and for him to have the power to be selfishly ignoring the people needs of the United States is awful. I mean, it's kind of expected. I mean, look at what look at who we have in the seat and, you know, supporting him. Um, I can't say that I'm not surprised, but it's just like, really, dude? Uh, we're looking at all the TSA people who are not being paid. We're looking at all the government people who don't have any checks coming in. Even the Coast Guard, they're telling them, you... You have to make your own way. Figure it out. They don't even put them on the list. Well, you know that's because they only consider this to be a partial shutdown because of the omnibus bill still provides federal funding. Um, so federal, like the federal government has funding, and um, the department, uh, the Department of the Defense is funded from the omnibus bill that was in twenty eight. That was made in twenty eighteen. And it gives them, I think, two more years of funding for the Defense Department. But the federal government is still funded, so they only classify it as a partial um, shutdown right now. But this shutdown is going um, too far for... They're trying to make adjustments even for February. They want to give people their food stamps, child care vouchers... Uh, the senior citizens worrying about their checks. The disabled are worried about their income. How these people gonna live? Pay their bills? How they gonna eat? You talking about homeless people? Uh, want, they want them to make adjustments for their mortgage, call companies to adjust their phone bills, cable bills, childcare. These people just don't know what to do because now people are really living paycheck to paycheck, and they're definitely depleting their bank accounts. Families are, you know, this is making it look more than what it is. And we want to talk about a wall. We need to look at the real picture. Yeah. Um, people people have um, expirations on all these vouchers they receive from the government. And that's going to be fast approaching, especially in February. But what's also um, crazy about all of this is, you know, we have the whole thing with 45 and fake news um, so people don't know really where they can get news from. Um, 
a lot of government things um, are shut down where they would normally go to get information. I know a lot of people um, are relying on, you know, somebody sharing a Facebook article or things like that. But how can they really know or stay up to date with things that are pertinent to their livelihood? Um, Because some real implications of hard facts is if we don't end the shutdown soon, a lot of people are going to start to be evicted. Like you said, um, people are going to are going to go hungry. Um, there are already people who are going hungry, but the little the a number of people who were getting assistance um, aren't gonna like they don't know where their next benefits are going to come from if they're coming. Um, how are they going to have like how far are they going to have to make things stretch? It's just causing a lot of unnecessary stress on top of the other things we're already dealing with in this country. That's why we have to come, you know, band together and vote. People, please exercise your voting rights because you think this is going to affect just people waiting for the system to get them relief. This is putting stress on other family members who probably have to band together to help their family members to make an easy ride. And this is not an easy ride because if you look at the weather, it's effective. All 50 states. You know, you you don't even know what to think of. Like, you can see all these news stations, newspapers, but then you realize, who can you go to for help? The system shut down. Who you talk to? It's easy said than done. And they talking about stress. They putting really a lot of stress. They were talking about somebody going postal. You're going to see a lot of stuff going postal. You know, people get desperate. In desperate situations, um, it's just ridiculous um, because until these budgets are approved, we have different rollbacks on so many things um, like the FDA having to reduce um, the types of inspections they do for food baby formula, vegetables. So even if you are somebody who doesn't receive direct government assistance, it it, it impacts everybody. Um, and we saw, like, different positive news stories, like the Muslim um, organizations and groups going out to clean up different um, parks because, you know, nobody's being able to take care of them because they're not getting paid. Um, and different people who are still going to work without getting paid work for the government um it's unfair to them they've been without pay for more than how long it just doesn't make sense um that's what i was saying like it relates to the other story just like with all the stuff we have to face on a day-to-day and to add this on top of it for the to fund a wall um yeah like like you were saying mom if you didn't vote or you voted for him um, please make better choices um, in the future when it comes to exercising your civic duties. Um, was it Florida? Florida that just reinstituted voting rights for over a million people. There are people who went to jail for for different all kinds of things who lost their right to vote. Um, and all they want is for the right to vote. You shouldn't have to wait for the end of the world or somebody like Trump to be elected for you to, you know, put some fire under your feet 
make make those smart decisions now so you don't have to worry about it later so we can improve just our um way of life in this country exactly. um, I know we can't be perfect because we're humans, but we can do better than this y'all and then you know you got people vandalizing the parks, people are going on vacation, spending money thinking they're gonna go somewhere they're on these timeshares and they get to these parks. They have to clean up because it's in a good spirit. I mean, some things are going to bring people closer together, but this is making people act in another mental state. You know, it's a shame. It's a shame that the country has to go through this. People go through enough hardship when the polar children have to go to school trying to figure out if they're going to get a meal or not. Now you have this on top of that. You got the senior citizens worrying about if they're going to eat or how they're going to pay for their medication. It's stressful. And what can you do? Please vote. We have to do, as Americans, we got to get on the bandwagon. We're talking about immigration. We need them because, look, nobody's working. We need each other. The wall is not going to stop anything. It's been proven in history. It's just a matter of time. And he's supposed to be going back to court. This is shutting the court system down to slow his act down. We need to wake up and see the real picture of what's going on with this dynamics it's not fair I mean he's asking for a 5.6 for a wall when Flint still doesn't have you know clean water the cost of fixing Flint's water doesn't even compare it's like a fra- less than a fraction of um, what he's asking for for the wall there are so many different things we need to fix internally not saying that Immigration isn't important um, as far as how we mandate and control how many people come in and go, like how we monitor that. That Sure, that's important to know when people are coming and going for security reasons um, to an extent, I believe. Um, but building a wall isn't, I don't think it's, it should be one of our top priorities. I don't even think it is. A, like, really? What do, you, what do you need a wall for? It's just dumb. Um, If we did better with our diplomacy and helping other countries, then, you know, we could help what's going on here first, and we can help other people. We can multitask, but we're not even a part of the United Nations, so we're not concerned about what's going on in other countries. Um, But that's why people, like, it's legal to seek asylum and things like that, but... That's another topic for another day. Do you have anything else you want to say? I mean, we could talk a lot about this, but people gonna get sour mouth about it. I'm I'm feeling sour about it myself because when you turn the news on, read your paper, everybody's talking about the shutdown. After all, you're gonna delinquish all the food banks. So I'm like, you hear what the man said? He don't care. He don't care how you take it. He don't care how you feel about it. He want what well, he's want. Very selfish, Mr. President. That's y'all boy. That's y'all voted for. I say y'all is in y'all who voted for it, so all y'all who voted for him or didn't vote. Remember to like, share, comment, and share with your family and friends. You can listen to the podcast pretty much anywhere because it's family-friendly, safe. Um, We try to 
mark or let you know if we have any crazy content coming up. But leave comments wherever you listen. We're on, I think, 11 different uh, sites now. We're on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Pocket Casts, Rocket Casts, and we're also now on Podbean. So leave comments there. Leave us some five-star reviews and let us know what you think of the show. Or you can suggest things um, by following us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Talking Brown Sugar. On Twitter at. Talking Brown Shug. That's Talking Brown S U G. We're also, um, you can email us at talkingbrown.sugar at gmail.com. We're here to listen to you and want you to join the conversation. I'm Angela the mom. I'm Raja the daughter, and this has been Talking Brown Sugar. We out.